hey there, just popping in at the top to warn you that this podcast episode may include some language that's inappropriate for young ears, and as always, there will be spoilers ahead. Now enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome to Tearjerkers, the podcast where we rate movies on a scale of how much they make us sob. Because sometimes you just need a good cry, and we're here to tell you where to find it. I'm performer, writer, and lover of big cats, Mabel Shimizu. And I'm Kimia, future inventor of the shrink ray. One day I'll have a lion the size of a house cat and a house cat the size of a lion. That's delightful. <laughs> like, imagine his tiny mane. I will. I will happily. Today, we'll discuss growing up on a farm with your eccentric uncles, being enchanted with tall tales, and all the stories being true. It's Secondhand Lions. And then we'll finish with Take Me to Your Happy Place. But before that, Kimia, you've seen this movie once or twice, right? I've seen this movie so many times. It was a family favorite, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I hardly remembered anything, and it was great. Maybelle, have you seen it? I have seen this movie exactly one time before as a kid. I remember this because this movie is the first place that I heard the word hooker as a child. <laughs> um, That's really when, funny. <laughs> when that scene happened, it's the first note that I took. Um, when that scene happened and the, and um, Michael Caine says hooker, I remember I had like a flashback to this memory of the next door neighbor girl explaining what a hooker was to me as a child. So That's that's funny. That That's pretty much all I remembered about the movie, other than that I remembered crying as a kid watching it and something about how the uncles die in a plane crash into the barn. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I remembered that part, but that was about it. Okay. Do you want to read the synopsis or do you want me to read it? I got it. Okay. A shy adolescent boy, Walter, is taken by his greedy mother to spend the summer with his two hard-boiled great-uncles, Hub and Garth, who are rumored to possess a great fortune. At first, the two old men, both set in their ways, find Walter's presence a nuisance, but they eventually warm up to the boy and regale him with tall tales from their past. In return, Walter helps reawaken their youthful spirit. I'm so excited. Let's take our first ad break so we can get into it. Okay. This episode of Tear Jerkers is brought to you by Exotic Pets. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I like the phrase in the movie when they say a used lion. Like, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> like has it been in any major accidents? I don't know. I, I imagine it's probably like a circus lion or something. That's I think the idea so. of what a used lion could mean. Is it new with tags? No, it's used. No, it's used. I like eBay. I do a lot of eBay shopping. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. I always dreamed about having a giant cat as a pet mm -hmm. when I was a kid before I like had common sense. Yeah, like the desire hasn't gone away. Mm -hmm. It's just tempered with like knowing about how bad exotic pets pets are for the animals. Exactly. Et cetera. Yeah. But I still want one. I know. Like, I know that we're like a full year out, but Tiger King came out and it just reminded me so much of how much I wanted to have a tiger when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, even though that that series definitely cements in your mind like, oh, I should not, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't have an exotic cat pet. I, I haven't watched Tiger King yet. That's fine. 
I'm, I don't know if I will, but you like need to. Princess Jasmine in Aladdin had a pet tiger. Mm-hmm. Why can't I? Exactly. I always wanted like one of those like white striped tigers. Oh, they're so pretty. Oh yeah. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And, and I've just always liked the idea of an animal that was like just as big as me. That was yeah. fuzzy and could give me cuddles. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to be the little spoon. <laughs> Yes, and, and the cat to be the big spoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when I think about it, like, my cat would probably eat me. Oh, yeah. Your cat specifically would. Yeah. But maybe if you kept her well-fed, she wouldn't feel like she needed to eat you. Yeah, I'd just have to give her, like, a whole other animal to eat every day. <laughs> every day. I don't think it's every day. <laughs> I don't know. I have to say, I like die of jealousy watching videos online of like zookeepers or like <sighs> big cat rescue conservatory staff members who get to like really cuddle with these big cats. Like, I know that it is not a possibility for the majority of the human race, but these people got like a way to do it and not be awful. And I'm so jealous. Yeah, I watch those videos like the snuggling with like a cheetah mm-hmm. or like like a guy walking around the line you can watch the lion like stalk him and then the lion tackles him and they just like cuddle oh you know? i want to play <sighs> fight with a lion like now okay should we should we how do we get one of those people in our lives like we need to seduce one Mm, I see. <laughs> Those people, so yes. we can get an in with the big cats. I agree. I agree. I Or something. Kidnapping. Is... We will have to formulate a plot or a scheme. Oh, I would love to scheme. Yes. Let's 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 formulate a scheme off air. Yeah, off off the microphone, unpublished. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that that's where exotic pets gets us. Just all kinds of desires. And illegal activity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going down a dark path. Okay, let's get back to the show. Okay. All right, Kimia, so you just rewatched the movie, right? Right, just now. Like, just just before stepping into the recording booth. Yeah, the recording closet. (laughs) Um, I watched it last night, so it hasn't been that long for me either. I was really tired, mm-hmm. but once the movie like started rolling, I was into it. Mm-hmm. I was into it. Were you? How were your contact lenses? How were your <laughs> eyeballs? Thank you for asking. Um, they were, <laughs> they were fine. Um, I thought about taking out my contacts, but I was too glued to the couch, and so I just sat there. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad. They were like normal, average average day for me okay so that's good yeah thank you for asking i love to talk about my contact lenses they're important (laughs) they're our third host yeah yeah second mascot (laughs) okay so what did you think i loved it it was really sweet i'm glad you liked it yeah i was kind of worried that it wouldn't hold up and like while i do have some criticisms i still love the movie yeah, there are parts that didn't hold up, um, and we'll we're gonna talk about that. But yeah, but like emotionally, the thread of the movie still stands. And oh yeah, and I think yeah, it, it did hold up around everything else. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I like the type of, like, slice of life slash, like, humor of these two different age groups who don't understand each other. And um, I really... I really enjoyed it, and what and watching all of the characters grow, yeah, yeah. Thank you for thank you for nominating this movie. I'm glad we got to watch it. Of course, I'm glad I remembered it. <laughs> I've just seen it like so many times, and then I tried to remember what happened in the movie, and I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. It's like a boy and the old guys, and there's a lion at one point. Yeah, and I think there's some wacky shenanigans, and that's all I got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't write a whole lot. Did you? I um, have um, over a page, just slightly over a page of notes. Um, but a, a lot of this, a lot of the first half are like me just laughing at the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved, I loved the like sleepwalking and sword fighting with a plunger mm-hmm. while just like a row of farm animals and a young boy watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, just some of those cute little things. Um, my first almost cry was when the uncles like find Walter after he runs away mm-hmm. and they try to comfort him. Or at least like Michael Caine's character, Garth, tries to comfort him. And then Hub is a little bit less uh, quick on the uptake. And so I was about to start tearing up, but then just watching Garth just tr- like staring down Hub and trying to get him to get his act together just made me bust up. So I completely forgot about feeling sad for Walter. Mm-hmm. That's a really great scene. Yeah, it's super cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's like watching him like catch on be like, oh, yeah, yes, we have to go back to the house. I'm not going to point out where North is to you. I just did it, but I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell you how to get to Wisconsin from, or not Wisconsin. Something like that. What's the, what's the one that no one lives in? Montana. Montana's Montana. like very sparsely populated. Anyway, we're not going to tell you how to get to Montana from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like. Later on, when they're taking Hub back from the hospital after he has a heart attack and he gets in a bar fight with a bunch of like teenagers Mm -hmm. and then he starts giving them pointers on how to attack him with a knife. Mm -hmm. It was like peak Uncle Iroh moments there. He's so beyond like, I can kick your ass. He's like, I can kick your ass so, so much that I'm just going to tell you how to do it. And we'll play it that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to kick your ass. And then I'm going to fix you up. And then I'm going to improve your life and send you on your way. Yeah. Yeah. Stay for dinner. That was kind of cute. Like that they had the boys stay for dinner. I love the part when they have the teenagers and they have the unwanted family members. And then they're like, oh, we have to go save the boy from this lion. And then it's just like 11. It was like 10 or 11 people. All of them armed, even the children. I with know. Rifles. And they stalk into the corn field. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just really funny watching them all line up. Like, it, oh, we got to go get our guns here. We got one for everybody. Exactly. I, I did laugh at that. I thought that the teenage boys were going to, like, leave because there was a lion. But instead, everyone just mm-hmm. looked at each other. And they were like, yes, we will go in, grab our rifles or shotguns. Yeah. Even the tiny children, which, eek, but, like... Yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, hold on. We'll we'll talk about this later. We have to go save the boy, and then we'll get back to 
Yeah. All this other bullshit. Yeah. Oh, God. I, that I was loved that. Like, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some of the more emotional stuff started hitting mm-hmm. a little bit after that. Um, there's, like, this whole conversation that Walter has with Hub late at night um, after he follows Hub out on his sleepwalking adventure mm-hmm. and wakes him up. Um, and like Hub's speech about how there are some things that aren't necessarily true that are still worth believing in. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so beautiful. I really yeah, loved it. Yeah, it was it. really nice. It was a nice way to frame that. Yeah. And he's like, well, it doesn't need to be true for you to believe in it. If you want to believe in it, you should. Mm-hmm. There are tons of things that aren't true that are still worth believing in. And yeah. Yeah, we can debate all day about whether humans are basically good or basically evil, but should we? Or should we just believe that they're basically good and then the self-fulfilling prophecy will not go the other way of Mm -hmm. believing that people are basically bad? Yeah. Yeah. And and then Walter's plea that, like, he wants Uncle Hub to stay around so that Walter can get the speech on how to become mm-hmm. a, a good man when he's old enough. It's so cute. It is really cute. And then, and he says that um, as much as Uncle Hub misses his dead wife, Jasmine, that if he goes, we'll miss you just as much. I mm-hmm. I thought that was so cute. So sweet. It it seemed very high stakes, like like he thought that Uncle Hub was gonna try to like purposefully shorten his life or something. I think it was more just a reaction to the fact that he had a heart attack and there was the scare, but like Yes. And also I notice all the stuff Hub does is like pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. has he reached that point of his life where he's like, Well, I might as well just do stuff and if I die, I die. Yeah. Uh, I've yeah. lived. And one day I'll be useless and I don't really want to make it to that day. So yeah. let's see what other fun shit I can get away with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets the lion. He gets the plane. What else does he do? He gets in the bar fight with the teenagers. Obviously, he, like, kicks their ass so thoroughly, but, like, still But, yeah, dangerous. they were armed. Yeah. And he was not. Like, they could have killed him. Knives are super dangerous. He does so much risky stuff. Yeah. That I I think Walter is not wrong mm-hmm. for saying, please stop doing that. Yeah. I, I actually started tearing up when Uncle Hub made the promise to try to stick around for Walter. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think that's where the waterworks started for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was... It's a good moment. Yeah, that was really nice. And then a little bit later, the lion dies defending Walter from his mom's new boyfriend. Oh, I love that. (sighs) That's so great. A shitty guy gets attacked by a lion. I know. What more could you want? I know. (sighs) Yeah, that was heartbreaking. I didn't really tear up there, but it really did like tug at my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. them talking about how her heart gave out in the excitement. Yeah. But she knew she had to protect Walter. That's her cub. It's a great coming of age milestone mm-hmm. for Walter mm-hmm. because he understands 
like the things he says demonstrate that he understands what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I wish I wish I could remember the stuff he says cuz it was like Anyway, it was cute. I read um, in the trivia that the lion who, the actor lion, Mm -hmm. is like two years old. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, and lions live to be like 20-ish. Yeah, so they got a really young Yeah, so she was young. And and then they, she was written in in the script as a female lion, and then later the person who wrote it found out that female lions are actually more vicious than male lions. And he was like, oops. But it was too late. So oops. <laughs> female lion. Yes, the female lions are the hunters. <sighs> yeah. What were some of your notes on? Okay, yes. My major note was that there is some deeply unnecessary brown face in this film. So much, actually. I, I think I wrote like two or three notes about that, too. Not something I picked up on as a young child. Oh, no. But it it is there. And this was 2003. Yeah, it's a bit late, really. Like, the movie was set in the 60s. And if it had been produced in the 60s, it wouldn't be so, like, what the hell mm-hmm. are you guys doing? But it was in 2003. What the hell are you guys doing? I feel like a part of me was imagining that, like... The And this doesn't excuse what they did, but this is just my interpretation of what they did in the movie, is that these are all portrayals of the story within Walter's mind. Mm-hmm. And so this is what, you know, a 10 to 12 year old boy in the 1960s would have thought based off of the stories that his great uncle was telling him. It doesn't excuse what they did. Like, that's a really flimsy excuse. I'm just thinking that that might be like, what was happening i i kind of agree with that because it's the way it's shot is so it's like kind of silly it is a little bit like princess bride ish it's a little campy yeah yeah so it's it's not like look it's real we (laughs) we have real people in real locations with real historical costumes it's like adventure story and fighting and swords yeah, it's it's very like a children's storybook yeah. brought to life. Mm-hmm. Especially I Princess Jasmine. Like they literally her name is Princess Jasmine. Like Yeah. 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 Um Jasmine is like a name that mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know. Middle Eastern countries have variations of the name Jasmine. Mm-hmm. So it's not like impossible, but it's it is like we picked the, the this one on purpose. Why did we do that? <laughs> it's a story. Yeah. So I I also did not like the brown face. It was so much. It was like a lot. Yeah. The actress who plays Jasmine is white. Oh, I didn't even. I think looked about it that. up. I was thinking yeah, about like because I whole looked at her thing. and I was like, I don't think she's. Middle Eastern. Yeah, no, that tracks. I didn't. I didn't think that deeply about her part because her face is barely shown in the movie. Yeah, like she's usually veiled. Um, the picture of her is like the only thing that they consistently show of her face, mm-hmm. and the rest of the time she's mostly veiled. Um, but like the whole the whole chic thing. Mm-hmm. Oof! Yeah, that was 
really racist. I looked it up to see if I could find, like, the races of the other actors who played the Middle Eastern characters. And they're they're all, like, so minor, they didn't really have other acting roles, so there wasn't a lot of information. And I wasn't going to spend time tracking down their details. That's fair. That's fair. But, you don't need to. Yeah. And Not great. Yeah. 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 The... The rest of the movie is great. The brown face is just so bad. It is, it is bad. Um, however, in the flashback sequences, the guy who plays young hub is Christian Kane, who is also in the TV show Leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like really perfect casting for him. And I, I, I do love to see it. That's good. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations to him for a role that he played years before he was even on the TV show that I recognize him on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, I didn't didn't love the racist stuff. And then if we're if we're talking like problematic stuff, like the women in this movie pretty much don't exist. They, yeah. Slash are horrible. Um, but that's fine. Like, honestly, I don't, I I don't need this movie to have positive female representation. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's about the kid and his relationship with his uncles. Yeah. And it's not about women. Yeah. Not at all. Not even a little bit about women. No. Mm -mm. No. Okay. I do want to say, so I love to look up a movie after I've watched it. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are so many websites that don't just review movies for how good they are, but they review them for, like, how appropriate for children they are. And mm-hmm. a lot of those websites have, like, a Christian uh, sort of light on them. Mm-hmm. And so many of the reviews mentioned that May was a floozy or a loose woman. <laughs> and, like, without even understanding how, like, abusers prey on vulnerable people. Like, this was the 60s. She couldn't open a bank account. I know. Like she had no power. She couldn't do anything. What was she supposed to do? What kind of men are available to her to give her access to things like money and shelter? Yeah. I mean, they they sum it up pretty well when um the unwanted little family comes by and the mom mm-hmm. of that family is like, "Oh, he's the do- he's the son of that loose widow woman yeah like she was widowed she she's not like divorced or like unmarried she was widowed and like obviously the way that she raises her son is not acceptable and he yeah she's not she's not good to walter at all yeah and like he is better off with garth and hub but i can uh, i can have sympathy for a woman in her position yeah what choices does she have yeah and like It's the 60s, so that family, of course, is saying all that rude shit about her, but the people reviewing that website in the age of the internet need to take a deep breath and not be calling people loose. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It was was kind of funny to read. I was like, oh, I haven't heard anyone use that phrase in so long. I know, right? What year are you in, my dude? (laughs) Seriously, but like, yeah, the the scene where she tries to drag Walter back and he's like, oh, has that guy hit you yet? Because he already hit me and Mm -hmm. she makes it clear that he has and she's still choosing to stick with him. Like, it's very revealing. It's revealing, but it's also incredibly understandable for a woman in her position and from her time. Yeah. Like, yeah, what other choice would she really have if 
if he was able to support her and she hasn't been able to find that in years, then yeah. Yeah. It's really easy to explain away. Oh, he has a bad temper. Oh, I just, I did that wrong. That was my fault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, When your survival is on the line and then like, you know. Yeah. But I hope (gasps) that she left him eventually. Mm -hmm. God, I hope, I hope she like eventually was able to find a life for herself that was not miserable. Now that you mention it, I do kind of wish they had given us a thread of how she ended up. Yeah. We see Walter as an adult, but we don't know what happened with his mom. And I kind of wish, now that you mentioned it, I kind of wish they had addressed it, but I didn't think about that watching the movie. I feel like if they made the movie now, they might include something about how the mother's future went Um, Mm -hmm. but I understand in like when the movie was made, they're not trying to make, it's not about her. It it is not about about his relationship with her at all. It is entirely about the uncles and him. Yeah. His relationship with her is just like how the movie came to be. That's just Mm -hmm. the driver of the plot or not the driver of the plot. The, the inciting incident, the inciting incident. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, from from the time that she starts dragging Walter away, that's like where I started crying. Um, when Walter had to say goodbye to Hub and Garth, I teared up. Mm-hmm. And then when Hub expresses like his change in heart, yeah, he really does care about Walter. And that made me tear up. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then did you notice when they were driving away, the signs going backwards kind of meeting like the opposite of what they meant when they were coming in the signs. Oh, I did not. What did they say? The sign said things like turn around, go back. Mm. And like seeing those signs as Walter is leaving, telling him that he needs to go back to Garth and hub because they're his real dads. Oh, that's so sweet. That is not something I noticed. Mm, Good catch. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then when, when he comes back, when he comes back and Garth says, welcome home. Yeah. That's when, that's when I cried. I, I tear, I teared. You cried. I think the tears really rolling down my face started happening on the phone call in the future where Walter finds out that his uncles died. Mm -hmm. That's when I really started crying. Like. When the sheriff said it's a blessing that they went together, like that was beautiful. Yeah, that was really sweet. And then the um the they went out with their boots on, quote. Yeah. Cause that's what they said about the lioness that died. <laughs> she went Walter. out with her boots on. She went out with her boots on and they went out with their boots on. Oh. And like it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect way for them to go. They're 90, they crash into the barn in their airplane, and they had great fun. Yeah, they they had grand lives. Oh, I loved, I love that type of story about like just a long adventurous life with lots of love and, you know, lots of ups and downs. And I just think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. it's beautiful yeah yeah good for them good for them 
what a life to lead. I have to imagine hearing, for Walter, hearing the news of their death must be, like, sad, but then also so many things that aren't sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they lasted a while. Yeah, they were 90. They He was very established. Yeah, he was, like... He was well past college. In his 30s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being the cartoonist behind Calvin and Hobbes, apparently... Is that what they said? No, I mean, it's like not It's not literally Calvin and Hobbes, but like the art style of the comics that he draws. That's oh, yeah. Okay. And then it's like the boy and his lion. And so similar to the boy and his tiger. Yeah. It's not like that makes sense. exactly one for one, but it's pretty close. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. We can like draw the parallel and assume <laughs> that he's a cartoonist with as much cultural impact. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like, he must have been, like, so almost pleased that they went out the way they did. Yeah. Like, good for them. I think so. I think, like, when someone gets to be that old and they get to die on their own terms, like, there's a victory there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Still sad. But, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to die with my boots on. I gotta get some rad dying boots. <laughs> uh, can we... Well, can we buy boots to die? In? Not Is there a yet. Market for that? Does anyone else want boots to die in? All right. Well, I'm ready to give my rating. If you are, I'm ready. Okay. Well, before we do that, could you refresh the listeners on our rating scale? Yes, one teardrop. Bone dry. Two teardrops, I could see myself crying, but I didn't this time. Three teardrops, it got me a little. Four teardrops, I cried. Five teardrops, full sobbing. What is your rating? I didn't cry. (gasps) What? It it was heartwarming and sweet, but I didn't cry at all. Wow. It was your nomination. I know. I'm surprised, but not. Like... Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I'm not. I didn't cry. I love the movie. I -hmm. didn't cry, though. Yeah. Maybelle, how would you rate Secondhand Lions? I'm going to give it a 3.4, I think. Okay. Yes. Because it did get me. Like, I was tearing up, and when the uncles died, I did cry a little. There was at least two teardrops going down my face. Okay, yeah. I feel like there were other emotional areas of the film that would have been maybe a little bit more impactful if I was in a more sensitive place when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. But even as it is, it still got me at the end. So yeah, I, it's, it's solidly within the three. So I'm giving it a 3.4. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Thanks. I'm glad that you suggested it so I could reacquaint myself with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of our listeners are dying for us to cover one of their tearjerker movies, what should they do, Kimia? If they have a movie they think could make me cry, I would love to watch it. And they should record a voice memo of themselves telling us about it and send it to tearjerkers.podcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Yes, I'm really curious about what people think would get Kimia to cry. Because I know I'm an easy target, so shoot beyond me. (laughs) We have a couple on the list that I'm like a little bit dreading. Because I know that they're so, so, so sad. But... (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we can get some some fresh ones on there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's take our ad break. 
This week's episode of Tear Jerkers is brought to you by sleepwalking. I have never been known to sleepwalk. I do a lot of sleep talking. What's the best thing you've sleep talked? I don't know. I don't remember. I have woken myself up saying pizza. That's amazing. (laughs) Incredible. You woke yourself up saying pizza? Yeah. And it was not the first time that I sleep talked about pizza. It was the second. And I have like other things written down places about things I've said in my sleep. Wow. Have you ever, have you ever sleep thought? Not to my knowledge. Sleep fencing? No. No. No, I don't believe so. Have you seen those TikToks of that woman who records herself sleepwalking? Like she has cameras in her house. They're so funny. She'll like gather snacks and put them on the table. She has like served food to people who aren't there. Fascinating. And it's so funny. She like, (laughs) she takes a pie and puts it on the table. And then she says, you first. And then she says, I don't want any. I think I'm like off, off my memory. It's so funny. And she like go, she runs outside. There's a camera outside her house and she runs outside and goes down the street. And then her boyfriend follows her and has to bring her back in. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's really good. She has like a stuffed octopus that she wrestles with. Oh my god. It's really funny. That's amazing. You should watch the videos. Okay, you need to send me a link to this channel. We'll put it in the show notes for sure because this is definitely big time our sponsor right here. It's really funny. I highly recommend. That's amazing. I I had a roommate who would sleepwalk, but she didn't do it while we lived together. So it like wasn't a big deal. But she said that it was a thing that she did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot of, not a lot of personal experience with sleepwalkers. Gotta say it's a little freaky. Just it's so scary. I would scary. be so scared. Yeah. Like as a kid, especially, I would be scared and alarmed to see a sleepwalker and then be like, they are not responding to me when I'm talking and they're clearly not in their right mind. What is going on? I am in danger. I feel like you have to be a certain level of like a deep sleeper in order to be able to sleepwalk. Mm -hmm. I think I just sleep too lightly to be able to sleepwalk. Mm -hmm. Like that might have something to do with it. It's probably for the best. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to be closing with Take Me to Your Happy Place. So Kimio, why don't you take me to your happy place? This weekend, I got to video chat with a bunch of my cousins and my aunt and my grandma for my grandma's birthday. And it was so nice to see everybody and talk to everybody for a few minutes and sing happy birthday to my grandma in Farsi. And it was just really nice to see her. She's like a million years old (laughs) and she's so cute and she loves us all so much. And I miss everybody. I miss my cousins so much. They're so wonderful. And we talked a little bit about when we can finally get together again. And now that's like on the horizon. I know. With the vaccine rollout, like the for- the future is foreseeable now. What a concept. Oh my gosh, it's wonderful. So I'm really excited and I was so happy to do that and see everybody totally brighten my day. Mm-hmm. Maybell, take me to your happy place. So... I'm I'm doing like the most basic of basic self-care rituals, which is a face mask. Mm. I know that sometimes people joke about how basic it is, but like, I love it. I love 
rubbing colorful mud on my face and then feeling it harden up and then washing it off or like cool down and then peeling it off. I love to peel off a mask. <laughs> it's so much fun. I, I know it's not like everyone's thing, but it's one of the ways that I can just do a little short ritual of pampering, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes I will go wild and I'll do like three masks in a row. But usually that's not like good for your skin anyway. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't do that very often. But, yeah, I, I love a mask. I love a face mask. I remember thinking I couldn't do that. I can't lay on a surface and let my face be still for 15 minutes. That's impossible. I'm not. I don't have that kind of skill. And then I did a sheet mask one time and it was amazing. I just laid there and rested for 15 or whatever minutes and it was so nice. And I think that basic is just a synonym for popular and that's okay. You know what? I like that. That's true. Basic is just a synonym for popular and most things are popular for a reason. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. That makes me really happy to hear. It was wonderful. I've I've changed my outlook on face masks. Oh, thank you. I'm going to take that <laughs> as a you. personal victory, even though we, you should. we never really you discussed should. it before. <laughs> I'm not like, I wasn't fighting to convince you, but I'm still going to take a win. We we talked about it a while ago because you have that thing that holds it onto your head. I do. Mask. I do. It's like a, it's like a like secondary sheet mask that has ear loops and you put it on over the sheet mask so then you can like walk around and it won't like droop off of your face. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is like advanced next level sheet masking. Mm-hmm. If you can't lay still yeah. for 15 minutes, you can do that. I often cannot. Mm-hmm. I'll, I will do a mask while I am just doing other things. So, yeah, I, I like to have a little thing that I can pop over my sheet masks if I'm doing a sheet mask. That's technology. Technology. That's the modern era. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's all, folks. Did you like Secondhand Lions? Tell us how it made you feel by hitting us up on Twitter at tearjerkers underscore pod and join the conversation with other listeners on Facebook at tearjerkers community. If you have the chance, please give us a five-star review on whatever you use to listen to us so that we can reach more ears. And don't forget to subscribe or favorite so you can be sure to catch the next episode. And as always, tell your friends about this podcast. Tell someone you know who loves flying planes about this podcast. Or if you know anyone who can fight like 20 men, tell them to listen to us. Tear Jerkers is produced by me, Mabel Shimizu, and co-hosted by me and Kimia Ranchbaron. Thank you to Oliver for our show art. If you're interested in contacting him about purchasing any art, you can do so by emailing beastcoastarts at gmail.com. And another thank you to the wizard behind our intro music and the editing hero of this podcast, Gage Pryor. You can find more of his tunes at soundcloud.com slash Lincoln, please. Thanks for listening. Please invent a way for me to have a pet lion immediately. Ethically, also. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.